Don't fast forward. Before we get started to this, I want to tell you guys about a new sponsor of ours, but also an incredible game, WGT Golf. Um, it's a realistic golf game that you can play on your phone or on your desktop. It's free to play, and it's a lot of fun, very realistic. What I like about this game, I've been able to challenge my dad and play my friends, my dad, my brother, Head to head in golf, it's very realistic. It's a ton of fun. Um, you have a little avatar. You get to buy new clubs, like real actual clubs, or go to different courses. Uh, and, and it's really, really a fun game. If there's anything wrong with this game, it's that it's addicting. I've been playing it a ton. Uh, I've collected some trophies. You can challenge me directly. And, of course, you can join the DNVR uh, clubhouse. We have our own clubhouse, and we do tournaments every other week on Sundays. You're going to want to be a part of that. It becomes a really fun thing where all of our members get to brag and um, you know play against each other and talk to each other and see how everybody did. It's really become a fun uh, tradition that we just started. So what you're going to want to do is go to dnvrgolf.com, download the app onto your phone, and then just follow the instructions. It might take you a minute to get used to it, but once you get used to it, it's so much fun. And if you do, challenge me, DNVR Adam. Send me a friend request right inside the game and then hit me up letting me know you want to play golf. WGT Golf, dnvrgolf.com. When you think of the future, you likely envision the remarkable technologies that you've seen in comic books and films, or household robots that will see to your every need. Yes, the future certainly looks bright, but it isn't without its darker sides. Imagine being able to share your thoughts with millions of people at once, simply by typing them on a keyboard and sending them through the air. People with nothing entertaining or informative to say will broadcast their demands for attention, and once-beloved performers will become pushers of snake oil. Cracking friends, welcome to another episode of the DNBA show. I'm your host today, Brendan Vote. Up top with me to my right, it's Adam Mata's. Adam, what's cracking, brother? You did that right. We're, we're getting used to it now. Not a whole yeah. lot. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. <laughs> <laughs> got a soundboard now. I, I was all ready for that. That's why I yeah. wanted to go into it. <laughs> you see what Adam's able to accomplish when he's not uh, burdened with hosting duties? <laughs> Stuck below Adam is it's D-line. I'm not even going to call you Eric. Just D-line. Hey, what, yeah, what's happened here? I thought we were friends. Like, we're, we're now on a nickname basis. You're just the guy that makes shirts for me. And no Harrison <laughs> win today, but we have a very, very special guest below me. It's Kirk Henderson of MavsMoneyBall.com. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I need time, man. We just need an excuse to let the air horn go off. So, <laughs> Kirk, you are, uh, I don't know how many days we are into quarantine here, but the beard, the hair, the look, the jersey, you look great. The quarantine look is an A plus for you. It's re- it's been really fun. I actually shaved the beard today when I looked at it because it was like growing sideways. And at, when I realized I was going to be on video, it was like coming past my ears. And I was like, this is just it's not a good look for video. Man, that's so. your shaved beard. That's, yeah, not that's my shaved beard. beard. Yeah, um, I, uh, I, I find myself putting a lot of lotion on my beard just to make it uh, somewhat manageable and it's it's still off i was telling adam like this is a disaster I, like, th- this might be the worst thing that's happened to the u.s this past year U.S. <laughs> without harrison we're considerably considerably worse looking group just <laughs> so no one's cute. got the hair adam though you look less yellow today that's nice i found out that i had a yellow light on me that's i didn't know <laughs> who knew <laughs> Days I've had a yellow light on me. No, nope. now I look. I think too white though. I'm kind of like. Yeah, I was going to say that as well, but whatever. I think it's an accurate representation, Adam. <laughs> sad, 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 but true. Um, but Kirk, man, honestly, you look like you've been social distancing for years. I, I mean, I, I've been preparing my whole life to be alone uh, with only my wife, child, and dog, and uh, you know, it's it's been a little much. Uh, basketball ended with a start and for i don't know 30 days or so i was okay and i've been kind of getting the itch to do something different other than uh play video games and stay up too late and you know kind of try to do my real job but uh i'm ready for something to happen at this point because this has gotten to be a bit much well your um your prayers may be answered here kirk because 
That boy Woj was tweeting tonight. We've got some updates. Um, Yeah, that boy Woj. First of all, the uh, NBA Players Association is apparently polling the players across the league with a yes or no poll to see if they're uh, down to return. Um, First of all, yes or no poll, like, is that the right call? Is there maybe more nuance here? Like, does yes or no seem like maybe not the, the best polling method? I think it works from a, a are they interested place. I'm very curious as to what, you know, we, we all kind of made fun of the bubble campus plan. So I'm, I'm a little interested to see that more fleshed out because the yes, no is one thing. It, it, the plan outside of it is much more interesting because I'm sure these guys want to play basketball. Right. Oh, yeah. Like for all of us, the answer is yes, if we can. I'm sure they're saying. I don't, I don't know, man. Like. I don't, you don't think there's anybody out there that's like, I don't know, we could take this. We, I, I think once people fully understand, and this is why the yes or no thing is dumb, once somebody fully understand all the financial ramifications, not just for this year, but like going forward, then I think every all the players would probably be a yes. But if they didn't know that, that's why I said, if you just put a tw- text out to everybody and they're like, vote yes or no, I'm sure there's somebody eating Fritos and like watching movies that's like, you know what, I wouldn't mind if it's over. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like the all of the Atlanta Hawks. So like, yeah, we're yeah. Like, let's start up next season possibly Jokic, just like oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, no like, I like, think about teams that are just like hopelessly out of it they're like yeah i don't know if i really want to like live in a bubble in las vegas to see if Giannis can finally get his first championship like i, I stay home like yeah. i mean so so this was gonna be if i remember the dates right this might coming up on may 15th i believe was going to be the last paycheck the players received that was unaffected and then moving forward was when their paychecks were going to start to get like garnished is not the right word, but the force majeure clause was going to be enacted. And then these guys weren't going to be making as much money. And so I think you start to see that with these players who are on, you know, the, the, the bottom tier of their contracts, these guys on one year, two year deals. I think that that really starts to play into what their decision making. I also don't know, you know, for it's got to depend on guys age. I think, you know, I, I feel like it was you guys who I, I saw something ran today about like these players who just like haven't gone home, who've really only been by themselves that, that yeah. live in the area in season yeah. like that. They, they just got to be itching to do something different, you know, because as much as like I'm kind of going crazy being home with my four year old, it's a completely different kind of thing to be like locked in your house for 60 days with just you and, right. and maybe an OnlyFans account. Like <laughs> it, it's got to be strange, you know, right. yeah. <laughs> well, I- I want so to ask Blacko Chanchar about his OnlyFans account, <laughs> like running out of credits or something. I don't you know, know, I consider myself only a fan of Vladko Chanchar. Is that what you guys are talking about? You might want to. That's still too close these days. Oh, you got to change okay. the way you're wording that. But Allie, oh, actually, Allie, can we throw on? We have to give a shout out to Grandpa Russell. Grandpa Russell, what's what cracking? Goof evening, gentlemen. Goof evening. Gentlemen. <laughs> I see the comment here. We have to give a shout out to Grandpa Russell. All right, Eduardo, we got you. Shout out, Grandpa Russell. Big Grandpa Russell guy over here, actually. I don't know if you guys knew that. I didn't know that about you. Um, But, Kirk, I don't know if you've seen this. Just 51 minutes ago, Woj tweeted again. ESPN sources, attendees left a board of governors call with Adam Silver today, feeling positive about momentum toward an NBA return. Um, Talked about how league and players will need to get comfortable with some positive tests for the virus, not shutting down a a resumption. So... Two two part question. First, at this stage, when you hear like people are feeling positive, there's momentum. Does that mean anything to you right now, given how this stuff has gone back and forth? I'm going to answer your question. It's going to take me a second. Sure. So on the good place, there's a character, um, Derek. I don't know if you're familiar with the character Derek on the good place, but which one is he? he he's uh, uh, guys, oh, what, like too confident. That guy, like no, he's what's like the guy? Jason Manzukis's character. And to write happen. his lines, what they did was Googles. they ran, they wrote his lines, then ran it through Google Translate to other languages, and then ran <laughs> it back through English. That is what Woj's tweets are, because none of that makes any sense. Because all you really got to say is we're feeling people out, and we want to know how it's going to go. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. The, the the real thing that they're worried about, and this is just a PR disaster waiting to happen, with the way 
that we as a culture talk about coronavirus, the first person who gets infected, we're going to act like they have the zombie plague, whether oh. it's a player or whether it's a coach or just a ball boy. And the NBA needs to get out in front of this and talk about this realistically because, you know, we all know, like, like, like the, we're none of us are experts here, but it seems to me that over the course of the next several years, most of us are going to come in contact with this thing. And I think the NBA needs to kind of get in front of that, talk about it and say, look, we need to figure out a way to return to normalcy somehow if this is what they want to do. Yeah, we yeah. need to hear from uh, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell on the subject, like together like? at the same yeah, time. But like, what does this <laughs> actually, but like, well, like, what does this like look like if if you actually yeah. test positive as a highly you know in shape? It athlete, is like, weird that, that nobody like? shares that. Yeah, I'm really curious, like the the level of like pain and and yeah, yeah, whatever, like, like the long suffering. Because I've heard so many reports that vary it from varies. I didn't even know I had it to yeah. like it'll take me years to recover from this, even yeah. though I'm healthy and young. So it I, would be I, very helpful. I also that that language like players have to get comfortable, but like, is this a mandate? Is do do we need un, unanimous approval from the player and the players association here? Because if if it's just one guy that goes, look, man, I don't know what the experts are saying, but I'm not going. I don't want it. I'm not I'm not comfortable with that. Does that stall things, or does the NBA just just plow forward? It probably stalls things. Like they can't. The NBA is so. Uh, so deeply concerned with its PR, so much more than any other league, that they, there's no possible way that they could like plow through that. The way I mean, they were the first ones to sh- shut down. They, you know, Rudy Gobert became the the lightning rod for all of society. Like somehow him touching the microphone like caused the outbreak in people's minds. So right. he's not like able. So they they can't be cavalier about this at all because they took such a hard line stance and made it almost like a morality issue. Um, so they have to ride that to the end. You know. Mm. I, and it is interesting to Kirk's point. It does seem like they are resigned to the idea that people are going to get uh, players going to get it. I mean, we saw the UFC event this weekend where they had an alternate <laughs> in place in case somebody got it. Somebody did get it, and it's like, all right, well, we just have to keep moving. In the NBA, if that player is Vladko Chanchar, nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to care. It's going to be like, okay, if the, every team has like one guy that gets it or something, you know, then it's going to be like, okay, this is really tough to do. This, this is this is a really tough sort of circumstance for the NBA and. You know, that's sort of one of the risks, I guess, that, that that they take. And then it could only be one person, but if that one person is LeBron James, that also could sort of, like, ruin, you know, yeah, really, also, really harm whatever return there is. But again, like, I want to know what that really looks like. Like, to say get it, to Kirk's point, at the beginning of this entire thing sounded like you were going to die. You it doesn't matter. They can't play if they get it. That's the, that's right. the thing. It doesn't matter if there's no symptoms, no risk, whatever. It's still going to be like well, but LeBron I, James needs to go into quarantine for 15 days or whatever no it is. Doubt. No doubt. And then the playoffs keep going on or whatever it is, which would ru- the Lakers aren't going to win without LeBron. So whatever, if that happens, it's going to – I don't know how you solve for that. I think, to Kirk's point, the NBA is sort of putting out the feeler of, hey, guys, if we come back – it's probably going to suck and for at least some of you. And are we cool with that? Right. Well, so Chris Haynes of Yahoo reported at about 5 p.m. Eastern that a number of NBA superstars, LeBron James, AD, Durant, Giannis, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, and Russ, Russell Westbrook all got on the horn and basically said, we want to do this. We want to restart the season. Um, and when you include the fact that like that's a guy like Curry and Lillard who are not in the playoffs, um, when, when they have that, you know, they're talking about that. This this seems to be something where if the NBA is going to push forward with this, they almost I hate to say this, but they really need to make the players take a big part of the role in pushing forward. Otherwise, they're going to end up taking a lot of heat because in the past. You know, it's really fun to, to, to bag on the owners and complain about this, that, and the other and side with the players. But if, if you know, this is the end result of player empowerment to a certain degree, because if the players want to play and the league also wants to play, what they have to then figure out is how, not if. Mm. Yeah. So are we past a point of no return here with we're talking about playing in a campus environment is Silver's term for the bubble by the we're, way, much better campus environment, much better than bubble. <laughs> I know it's a very we're that's like, a great we're going, we're going Frank Luntz level like, job. Yeah, we're talking about the possibility of some players testing positive, not being able to participate. We're talking about the likelihood of just starting the playoffs without the regular season. My question: If, if anyone wins this title, it, it has an asterisk, right? At this point, I mean, there's almost nothing. 
Like this season probably is not going to be looked at with the same legitimacy as those those prior, no matter what they do. I don't know. I think it depends on what the um, competition looks like when it comes back. Like you can tell if teams are diminished because they've had time off. They've lost, they, you know, the teams that were coming in hot all of a sudden can't make shots anymore. It allows a team like Portland to somehow squeeze into the playoffs and like make a run. Like, but, <laughs> it, but for all of these crazy. You, yeah. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you come back and it's like, you watch it and you're like, wow, this is real high level NBA competition. Like the, I think the, the game will tell you whether or not it's legitimate or not. I think. I mean, it is legitimate. It, the thing that is legitimate is with all sports, it's an evil, even playing field. Unless, of course, players like have to miss the finals. Right. Like, you can make it all the way to the finals and players go out, which honestly maybe is almost likely. But um, everything else, like, yeah, players are going to be off. The games are going to be a little bit tighter. The fans aren't going to be. There's going to be all these things that affect it, but they affect it for everybody. So for me, I'm just like, it's different. It's unique. We'll always remember it. But to me, it's it, th- those are all even playing field things. Yeah. What do you think, I, Kirk? That's kind of where I am, too. I mean, it's going to be a little bit odd if the break between the final game of the regular season pre-COVID-19 and the resumption of the playoffs or, you know, regular season or whatever is longer than the gap between the finals and the, like, the preseason. Because, I mean, we're really talking about, like, realistically not starting with, like, August 1st. That's going to be a little strange for me. I'm going to have a hard time considering it. I mean, I know we're going to get to this in a little bit, but kind of why I'm over it is I'm not particularly interested in seeing my team get waxed by the Clippers. Um <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I going to learn? There, Luca, go to the buzzsaw. It's like, there's just not a lot. So, so but big picture, I think we kind of have to, to at least go with it. I do. The fact that, that, that they're so addicted to their playoff revenue where they want to run these seven game series, we're just going to do back to backs on a camp. We're going to do, you know, every other night on a campus. I'm sure that'll make the games feel fun, but it's, it is, it's just different. I mean, asterisk or no, like there's always something that goes on. You know, in 2011, there was a, a guy named J.J. Brea who just stopped LeBron James. And really, that's the asterisk on LeBron James's career. And we, you know, we don't talk about that near enough. Until tonight. It's never, never mentioned. It's never brought up. By the way, in the comments, I kind of want to hear what you guys have to say listening to this. I just, what do you guys think about the return? And if a player's were to get sick, I mean, just, I, I'm curious. So if you can throw your comments, and then we'll throw it up on the board. Um, I mean, it's like kind of a futile question, but hey, man, we're all filling time these days. I, Kirk, do you think the season comes back? Yeah, I, I was pretty anti until I read about some of this stuff. I mean, I live in, in right outside of Washington, D.C. I think the next month is really going to matter kind of nationwide where we go. Because everyone, the experts, the me, like like national media, seems to expect that other places in the country, it's going to end up like it is in New York City. I don't know enough to say yes or no, but if it doesn't, then I think that like we start to see the resumption of life in some way, shape, or form, and that includes basketball. Like they're taking all these precautions, they're talking about it a lot. I mean, for my sanity, I wish they had quit it a while ago so I could get on like writing about draft prospects and right, such. Right. But you know that. You know, we don't get that luxury. We don't get a say. I, this nonsense about them wanting wanting to move the start of the regular season to December is just like bad business in a nutshell. That's a different discussion for later, though. I, I just I don't really want to to I, if they're going to do it, let's just get on with it. Like so hopefully something comes together in the next like, I don't know, seven to ten business days. I think you're crazy for saying that you wouldn't want to watch the Mavs in the playoffs, though. Like, you, to me, the Mavs are in the sweet spot. They're, like, you, nobody expects you to win. There's no pressure. You get swept in the first round. Nobody cares. Yeah. That's not the most fun playoff round you can have. But if Luca goes off for like 30 a night and, you know, either pushes it to seven or gets the win, like, that's you're playing with found money in a playoff series. How yeah. do you not want that? And, and you get that thing where you find out what's wrong with your team because the other team <laughs> true. gets so, to attack your weakness. This is a two-part answer. So the main answer is, if you look at how the Mavericks are built, they're like a B version of the Lakers. Because Luka's not as good as LeBron. Uh, Porzingis is not as good as Anthony Davis. The Clippers are built to beat the Lakers. So they're going to beat the crap <laughs> out of the Mavericks. I like that like, a lot. But who cares, but who Luka, cares though? But I, it's not fun watching your team get destroyed. <laughs> Like, I've wanted the playoffs for, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but the, is there like, not like a specific question or data point you wanted to see this team like gather in the post? Like from the Nuggets perspective, you got to see is Jamal like half of last year's playoffs. Jamal was a baller. The other half, he wasn't up for it. 
So you need more playoff games. You want to see what that looks like, especially if you're making a decision in the summer, Bradley Beal, Drew Holiday, et cetera. Is there a version of that for the Mavs that that maybe they did need to see before they go into their offseason plans? I mean, so I was I was going to get into this a little bit later, but, you know, so the, the Nuggets are a really interesting comparison data point. So the Nuggets most played lineup, um, has over 700 and uh, almost 740 minutes on the season together. The Mavericks most played lineup has 200 minutes played together. The Mavericks were not the same team from when uh, Luca hurt his ankle mid-December. They just kind of played 500 basketball. Porzingis played well, but then he really tumbled back to earth before things came. Like there's not the, the team. I didn't really learn a lot about the team this year, other than Luka Doncic is unbelievable, and Kristaps Porzingis rides the highs. <laughs> that's kind of my whole year. That's what I learned. You know, hey, wasn't he coming on? That's what I remember. It's so funny because it's been two months now that I barely remember other teams and what was happening. Wasn't Porzingis like hot at the end of the year? He had like a 13-game stretch where he went, and I'm kidding you not, for the whole season he shot like 40% on post-ups. He had a 13-game stretch where he shot 70% on (laughs) post-ups and was just like – like it's one of those things where – you know, New York City, if he was in New York City, it's all the media would have talked about because he has these stretches where he plays unbelievable and then the rest of the time he kind of plays like just a – you know, like like Rick Smith's. Like it's not – it's just not 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 yeah. that he, like, he's good, but he's not great, and so that that's kind of the deal with him. Do, do you like rooting for Porzingis? He's good on defense. Uh, when when he finally committed to the five, that was a lot of fun. Just okay. goes from a goes from a unicorn back to just a horse with a cardboard horn. How do I mean, he's very he's head? he's good on defense. <laughs> he, like he passed a little. Like for a guy that was injured, like he was, like it was fun watching him figure things out. But like it, him realizing that he was the clear, clear beta to Lucas Alpha was was pretty uh, amusing. <laughs> so, how do you feel about Kristaps um, as a second best player on a Luca team? Would he need to be the third best player on a title team? And generally, how is he viewed in Dallas as as is that he, dude? Is he way See, to wash? See, that's a tricky one because their third best player was Tim Hardaway Jr. Right. And that is horrifying. <laughs> so, I mean, the the guy shot 40% from three all year. I don't know if that's real or not. Like, all these Mavericks shot the ball really, really well, which is why they had that the offensive rating that they did for the year. So, I, if, if he actually commits to playing the five and they can find – other like six foot eight guys who can who can then play you know defense and just sort of be big. The Mavericks could actually be something. It's really a matter of of is he willing to roll and go to the basket because that guy likes shooting stupid shots. <laughs> I, I don't know how to frame it any way other than that. Like he loves the mid range. Like he's a like he's a, a late nineties guard. we'll talk a little bit more about the Mavs the Nuggets that comparison what a clash might look like but first it's time for a break and honestly there's no Harrison I don't even know who do I I know what we do I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it it. you're gonna step up are you guys ready for this are you you guys ready for me to unleash my commerce wave upon the internet so first and foremost (laughs) we gotta talk about our friends at Breckenridge Brewery the farmhouse at Breckenridge Brewery oh Uh, heck yeah yeah. Breck Brew is like is to DNVR as uh, Luka Doncic is to the Mavericks. Like we need these people and they need us. We love uh, Breck. Brew. I don't know, dude. I don't think Breck is overrated at all, man. <laughs> wow, zing! <laughs> Got him. Got him. So, ladies uh, and gentlemen. So obviously, ladies and uh, gentlemen, <laughs> we got him. We got him. Uh, the farmhouse still open. Uh, you can still get food delivered from the farmhouse. The farmhouse is honestly really amazing food. Uh, you can call uh, using the the code DNVR over the phone. Uh, I don't even. Is it called the code? Can you just ask for the five dollars off? Is, wow. Do you have to really struggling here. Wow. I'll never let you do this again. Just say DNVR. Hello, DNVR. Anyway, the the phone number 303-803-1380 from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. for your pickup. And like I said, they will deliver as well. You can get a 15-can sampler of uh, all of their best brew. We got the Strawberry Sky, the Hot Pink, or the the Hot Pink IPA. Hell yeah. uh, The Michael Porter Jr. Support these guys. They're, uh, you know. The Vanilla Porter Jr.? 
You got to put the brick thing in, otherwise it doesn't work. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, great job, Eric. Great work. What else we got? Uh, also, you know, if we can ask, um, you know, so go ahead and subscribe to DNVR while you're at it. Like, while you're calling all of our partners and supporting them, like, you can support us, too. Like, we... Uh, Listen, like this and man, Brendan Vote, this man, Brendan Vote, that man, Adam Mares, Harrison Wynn, not here, make incredible content and it's worth paying for. And, you know, like I just hang around these guys, but, you know, they are very talented <laughs> what they, at what they do. So <laughs> there's uh, a subscribe to DNVR, you, go to thednvr.com, you know, hook us up. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Great stuff. Tim Hardaway Jr. Of it. <laughs> we got some Mavs fans in here. People must like you, Kirk. I'm very surprised by that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Me um, too. Uh, Kirk, before the break, we were having an interesting conversation about how Porzingis fits into Luka and the Mavs as potential title contenders. What What is that dream pairing, or, or I guess – third third wheel in that trio depending on how you want to look at it you know i'm not giving it a ton of thought because now i'm kind of not not to get all dark but i'm a little bit <laughs> horrified of of what's going to happen to league revenue because the mavs have been saving that salary cap space once again for that player they're never going to get um so i just don't know and <laughs> i don't great Northeasterner, just so you Dude, know. Oh, you are <laughs> such a breath of like n- negative energy. It's like a breath <laughs> of air, negative well, I, energy. I, you know, I mean, negativity in my life. No, like like Lakers fans. You know, they're the team that get like they, like they, they get people no matter what, even when they crap the bed. Right. Teams like ours do things right, and nobody ever wants to come play sure. because we're not located in the right city. And I think you know we're gonna the Mavericks in particular are gonna run into an issue of whether a guy whether guys want to play with Luca or not. Like, I, that's really kind of what yeah, it all boils be down to. Because, you know, there's a question going on, and I've seen this a lot within kind of the Mavericks community, is are the Mavericks at their best when Luka has the ball a ton? The answer in the short run is yes, because unless he has the ball a ton, they stink. But what is their ceiling without him? And they don't have anybody who is even remotely capable of a secondary ball handling position. Like, they gave Jalen Brunson the keys repeatedly. He ain't it. He's a nice backup guard. That's kind of what they got. So if they want to find somebody else, they either need to find an absolute dead eye shooter, like find you know Bradley Beal's kind of everybody's pipe dream for some right. dumb reason, but that's not realistic. Then he's more likely to go to Denver. Um, or do they want to find a a in a like a secondary ball handler where where they can kind of split time and not have um you know uh, Luke on the floor as much? That's that's kind of where things are right now. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up though that style because it's the James Harden, uh, Trey Young, LeBron James, Giannis, and Luca style. Like those are the five yeah. guys in the league that I think play that style. And look, Luca, LeBron has three championships. He's had a lot of success. He's been to the finals a ton. But I, I, I do wonder if that style like right. only works if you're LeBron. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and, and if you're like 99% of LeBron, it doesn't work. So uh, it is an interesting question because so much of what they do is get give the ball to Luca, run high pick and roll, let him operate, let him cook. I can't picture another system, though. I can't picture him playing a different style. And it's only been two years. Well, and that's what's strange because he came into the league and when he played overseas, he actually was the secondary ball handler a lot of the time. Oh, wow. He is... He is a brilliant off-ball player. Hmm. The problem is with no the, the well, with the <laughs> it's it's the lack of contact allowed in the NBA. Even though the guy whines about <clears throat> fouls all the time, um, the the lack of contact is really what he's and frankly he developed his left hand a lot. But he's taken advantage of his kind of size and strength uh, uh, a combination to get to the hole a ton. You know, he can't shoot the ball worth anything, 32% from three based on the volume, which is terrible. So there's a lot of places where he could actually get better. But it's I'm, I'm not sure if it's it's the best use of his energy or his ability because he, he does that 2014 James Harden defense thing where he gets beat by a folding chair to the basket. I mean, the guy just doesn't know how to play defense or he doesn't try or he, an object. Wow. I mean, I mean, it's pretty bad because he <laughs> like one dribble moves, beat him like Adam could take him to the cup. That's important. That's right. That's so, right. What, so, I mean, is it like 
another point of attack defender or a rim protector? Like if you were trying to shore up that defense around Luca, what's more important right now? Point of attack defender. They don't have anybody that can stay on ball. They have a bunch of really interesting help defenders. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Kleba are on two of the best contracts in the league for their for their output. Both are really good help defenders, but neither is any good at staying on on the ball. It's really the Mavericks were terrible on defense. I want to say they were like twentieth or twenty fifth, and then they had the number one offense. And so you at least got to be middle of the pack if you want to be able to make sure. any sort of noise in the West. How many players on the roster right now are going to be on the roster in like three years? I would guess none. I mean, re- outside of those two, Porzingis and Luca, wow. they'll probably do the thing they did with Dirk starting in 2005, where they essentially just have two or three main pieces and rotate guys in and out. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. <laughs> none, none. None other ones. That's really <laughs> So you didn't – it doesn't seem like you viewed Dallas as anywhere close to like a final form – you know, that could really contend. Like, it seems to me like like it's Luka, yes, but you don't seem content going into the playoffs with the roster as is around him. No, just because it felt like the the collection of players was more like the, what's the phrase, the sum is whole uh, is more than the parts. Yeah, less. Greater, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. if you look at the guys player by player, they were each, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith was was shooting almost 7% better than his career three-point percentage. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. went from being one of the worst three-point shooters, like on volume, to being one of the best. Seth Curry is actually a really good player. Like he, I really enjoy yeah, watching him. Of, you don't think he could be on the roster? He's old, man. He's 28. But for role players and guys that have bad ankles, do you really like, do, am I going to yeah. see him playing as a 33 year old? Like, you yeah. know, the, the kind of veterans you see on teams like this are guys who are like almost former superstars. Like, yeah. Uh, and it is funny too, too Brendan, that you said like um, they're not close to contention because finding your number one and your number two guy. Once you get that, you're like three quarters the way there. So, right, right. guys, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten can all arrive in the same year, and it'd be like, okay, now we got it. But it doesn't. It doesn't sound like Kirk feels like the hand they have right now. Like they mean they may need, may need to reshuffle that around those two pieces. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's that's more or less where they are because they're going to be interesting. But I I fear I, I sort of fear like a Portlandization of of the Mavericks. And what I mean by that is they have one lucky playoff run and they build their future around that. And you know that like look what's happened yeah. to Portland this year. You, know, you got Dame talking a whole bunch of noise about how they should be better. Well the reason they're not better is because they're not good. That's the main. You know, that's really what it comes down to. Kirk, you can come back anytime you want to this podcast. You're you're our kind of people. I like. Can we you can are, we talk about Utah? I just want to hear you talk. Yeah, about them. I, I like that you you're afraid you're certain that Bradley Bill would come to Denver over Dallas. Well, I mean, they have the trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Utah's a whole different story because I'm horrified that the Mavericks are going to trade for Gobert because they're like, ooh, he's tall. We can, and I'm just like, Ugh. he is tall. He's tall. Oh man, tall. Gobert would really make me hate the Mavericks. <laughs> that, would be a, that would be a really good get for you guys. It might make me hate the Mavericks. Like, Yo, you I'm so amazed. Porzingis and Gobert. Oh, I couldn't handle it. Those I'm so amazed. I gotta be honest. Like, I did not. I, just like if an outsider looking in on the Mavericks, I assume that like you guys are on the ascent and everybody is sort of like, here we go. We're, oh, we're Mavs fans off. hate me. Like, <laughs> local pessimist. Like Luca's amazing. I just I think that the team needs to be realistic about where they are. And Rick Carlisle is really kind of the secret sauce to their success. Like I believe if Rick Carlisle coached the Nuggets, the Nuggets would be a final contender because he's a better coach than Mike Malone. Oh, well, Not exactly. Now you're off this. You're off. I think a consensus. He's a great. He's a good coach. <laughs> Rick Carlisle would be significantly less fun, though. I think Rick, Rick Carlisle's kind of he's 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 not very chummy with the media, is he? Oh no. Yeah, he's, all, right? he's terrible. Yeah. Out of a practice yeah, once, and I was like, I can't do this. He kicked yeah. you out of a practice. He did. Yeah. I wasn't where I was supposed to be, but I've never 
Like I've never been that scared when somebody was like, "Who are you? Why are you here?" <laughs> oh, dude, he's he is he scares me more than Pop. The trick is to close your eyes and remember when he looked like Jim Carrey, and then he's a lot less intimidating. Yeah, can you be Rick Carlisle? Would be like Laker fans. You know, they can just leave here and not come back. We'd get no clothes. <laughs> the shirt would not sell. Dude, but, you know. Yeah. All right, uh, I think it's time to move on the real meat on the bone of this discussion. Um, If the Dallas Mavericks and the Denver Nuggets were to meet in the postseason, this postseason, should that happen? This asterisk season. How does that series look, Kirk? Who are you taking? How many games and why, my friend? Denver, four to two. Yeah! Play the air horn. Play the air horn. Yeah, sorry. I'm really bad at caveat. It's a new thing. Uh What's a caveat? I I am assuming that between Luca and between Jokic, Jokic is somehow the the more in shape. It's a bit of a gamble. Wow. Most of both of these guys resemble bloggers. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I do not look like either of those people. <laughs> no, I'm like in my dreams. I wish I resembled them. In my dreams, I wish I looked like Luka Doncic. That's all I. That's all I want in my life. Well, I've, I've talked to Adam about, about what Jokic, what kind of shape he would come back in, man. Because I really do feel like he turned a corner this year. I want, maybe I just want to believe that, but I really do, man. He was. Uh, Vote was the first one to kind of be saying this, and I thought he was lying, but it was true. He had muscles. He had actual definition to find Yeah, he was, he was on their come up. He was, was turning shocked. a corner. Yeah. Now I'm almost worried he's too skinny. Now I'm like, get him back in the weight room. <laughs> well, and so that was actually kind of interesting. The last regular season game played was the Mavericks versus the Nuggets. And it's really uncomfortable to me that, that Jokic got eaten up by by the Mavericks' third string center, his, uh, his fellow countryman, Boban. And I, <laughs> that's something I sort of wanted to talk about. Like, why does Boban kick the crap out of Jokic? They might be too chummy. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I, mean, like the him and he's like, wait, I'm not moving this other enormous human. <laughs> I, I, I everybody say, else he just moves. If Jokic had to deal with him in the postseason, it might look different. I yeah. think it's so much work to deal with a dude that big oh, sure. and yeah, that yeah. strong that if it's like a regular season game, Jokic is like, all right, buddy, you can have those two. Yeah, yeah, also, Jokic, I think both times, they played Dallas at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year, and Jokic was in a funk in both of those. Like, a very noticeable, very like, <laughs> mo- he does these things, and it's that's usually the, about twice a year or so, where you just start real, throwing fits. It's really that's weird. the real asterisk. That's the real asterisk that's on the really, season. Yeah. Well, Yo, the other, Jokic the other player... And the other player why I would pick is I'm making a bold assumption that Mike Malone would actually play Michael Porter Jr. That is a bold. bold Because the Mavericks don't have an answer for him. There is no answer for him on their bench. Most teams don't, as it turns out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean a a six ten a six ten Adontis who likes to fire from three. Like, why would you not play that guy? Yeah, the the only well, no. Have you heard of Toy Craig? Right. The only team that has a consistent answer for MPJ is the Nuggets. They, yeah, that's true. They know how to hold I've been told online that, that Tory Craig is one of the many people who would shut down Luka Doncic, which is why he has to play. And I'm just like, no. Um, that Because, you know, it, it's a shutdown thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little little silly on that one. But I just think what? overall, like, the, the way Mavericks would have to shoot the ball really well right. for four games right that's and that's that's how they got i just don't see that in a slower pace um i i think they'd play well but we it's the that's more the the series where i would like to learn something to see how luca and porzingis respond as opposed to the clippers because i think the games would be fun yes. like yeah you'd see some you'd see some like 120 to 119 kind of games so luca in the two games against denver three games against denver this year 22 points six rebounds eight assists 41% shooting. So it's a three-game regular season sample size. It's not that important. Yeah. Well, the first game he had was the worst regular season game he's ever played. Gary yeah. was on a tear. The only reason I say that is because Torrey Craig is a good defender, and he's a good defender against very specific types of players. And I don't necessarily remember the Dallas games well enough to be like, oh, yeah, he shut him down. He did this or that to him. But he had at least a little bit of an impact on him. So maybe there was something there, but again, in a he's significantly better than a Tory Craig. So yeah, <laughs> I, I think he would probably figure him out, <laughs> but so that's kind of where I am yeah, with that. Tory Craig, the Tory Craig, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the Tory Craig. 
that, that's that's my prediction if that were to happen. But I think you know I don't think there's enough game. I don't know the the five six seven eight in the West is a mess. Yeah. So maybe it would happen, but I just don't feel like it. Who? Uh, this is for my my Denver homies. Is Hold it- on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. I was. Man, I was really. I was drunk. Kurt came on the on the backstory that Kurt came on the pod one time and had like here headphones headphones in like this where the mic was right here and he was apparently chewing ice and it was very very loud. And uh, no, Nuggets, Nuggets fans are never gonna forgive him for it. Never, never <laughs> until um, tonight, where now he's inv- invited back every single time he wants for his Portland takes. Nuggets were my Nuggets were my uh, NBA champ pick in the preseason. I love. Oh my god, that was a nice. I, that's wow. a great pick because if you're wrong, nobody would hold it against you. No, no one would care. But, right. but if you're right, they're like, wow, Kirk, how did you see that coming? Right. Well, I just like analytics. I kind of did that too when I moved here. I got this close. We'll see. Um, so for the Denver homies, in a Dallas series, does Malone start Jeremy Grant? Christoph's Porzingis, right? I mean, how, how do you deal with that? Is that a Paul Millsap matchup, a Grant matchup? Um, who starts and finishes those games? That's for you, Adam. And, oh, so yeah, sorry. The guys who would know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think you mess with your starting lineup, to, especially when you're going down. Uh, like, you know, that would have been a 3-6 matchup. You don't be like – you don't go into that as the, you know, the favorite and say we have to adjust to them. So I don't think so. If things got ugly, I actually think the adjustment that would have happened in this series is Michael Porter. If Denver would have get, gotten down in that series, if it was like a 2-1 and MPJ had not been playing, I do think Malone would have been like – the the MPJ bat signal. See what I didn't I, believe in you in February, <laughs> December. Well, uh, I, you know what? I, I think that there's something to just his he, nagging injury that he had. They were really trying to get him like right. I, I, mean, I, I, really think? I really, yeah, I really think there's. Something I don't. I don't. That, I, I, yeah. I think it played into like why that momentum just dried up, though. You know what I, I mean? So. Yeah. Like there was a so. if if. Porter never gets hurt. He was playing so well at that point. Malone can't even really do the, well, I don't think you were running hard enough thing. You know, two reasons. One, just from talking around to people like you still, there was still that weird tension. And then two, because Malone kept saying, yeah, he's going to play tomorrow. We're going to ride him. Then he wouldn't play (laughs) and be like, well, hold on. You just said he's kidding. And he's the first guy off the bench, but he wasn't. So So I must say we should just stop asking Malone questions. (laughs) Just lying. um, (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like grant his wish. Ooh, this is a little fun question if we have if we have time. Oh no, I actually misread that question. Never mind. Ignore me. Um best player in that series, Luca or Jokic? Oh god, I don't like that one because <laughs> Are you gonna want to piss off today, Kirk? No, because I really like like Adam, you know me. Like that's part of why you like me, is because I'm in on your Jokic fandom. I think that in a one game series, I pick Luca. I think in a seven-game series, I pick Jokic. Hmm. Are they doing? Are they doing a one-game series this year? Sure, it could be. I would take Jokic just because I think um, Denver would be able to throw more at Luca than than Dallas would be able to throw at Jokic. Just not necessarily in Mike. I do think Tory Craig would be a good defender for him. I think it would give him some, not give him problems, but at least would challenge him in ways that I don't necessarily know that Dallas has guys that would. Um, and then Denver just has so many different guys. Like Denver would double team Luca a lot. They would send a lot of bodies at him. Jokic, there's other guys that are going to step up and make shots and create stuff. Or Jokic is just such a good passer, he knows how to like to use that to his advantage. So uh, that, that's why I think it would probably be Jokic in a seven game series. Uh-huh. I think the Mavericks would treat Jokic kind of like how they treated Amari Stoudemire back in the day where they just leave whoever's on him on an island. I don't know if anybody remembers Dwight Powell who got hurt midway through the season for the Mavericks, but Carlisle loved throwing him on Jokic, and it's like, what are you doing? That man yeah. weighs 200 pounds. <laughs> and and it was just it, – it'd be one of those things where it's almost like trying to get in Jokic's head because he's like, he's like you know, big, tall Steve Nash where he doesn't want to do all the shooting. He wants to get everybody involved, and by forcing him to be the playmaker it, it, or by forcing him to be the primary scorer, or maybe gets him out of his element, but it's just so risky because he's he's significantly better than any of the other Mavericks kind of post right. defender options. Right. Jokic any- gets a lot more aggressive in a playoff though, and at does. least in last year's playoff. So that's that's the one area I feel a little bit maybe a, bit, a little bit more confident. Yeah, yeah. As soon as Jokic like remembers that he is literally unstoppable, sh- should he decide to be, 
Um, it's like a whole different conversation. I think the only one that stops Jokic throughout the season is him. I mean, his just his, his unwillingness to step up and be. A, I mean, you know, we get in this, these conversations all the time whether or not he needs to be aggressive or assertive, and it's like you don't necessarily want to ascribe those words to it. But like when Jokic remembers that no one can really move him unless he wants to be moved, like he's he can do whatever he wants. Uh, yeah, give that another year or two, though. Lucas, incredible. Um, yeah. Should we hit another break, guys? Let's do it. Let's do it. Eric, oh are you ready oh to go? Boy. Oh, let's see. Let me. No uh, pressure, but let me. Well, I know there's no. If pressure. you don't get this right, well, I mean, we'll what's getting it right? Partner. What is getting? Oh, well, what does getting it right mean? I can read these words. All right, ready? So, uh, MSU Denver Online, guys. Yeah, uh, let's go. In the, time, in the times that we're in, like, what a good time to better yourself. You can take classes online you can work towards a degree you can work towards finishing a degree that maybe you didn't uh, you dropped off on and you know i mean like what do you have but time so msu denver online is a great uh resource they're a great partner for us and you can get a really quality education for you know like less money than it would be to go to a, a standard university that you have to actually go to um it's it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, check out msudenver.edu slash online. And uh, do you know what their out. mascot is off the top of your head? It's the Roadrunners. The Roadrunner. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's a great road. That's a great mascot. <laughs> hey, doing yeah, yeah. things from your home is in fashion these days. So it's it's not only well fashion. Yeah. It's, it's in fashion. it's enforced also. So. <laughs> in fashion. <laughs> uh, and also, let's see here, Manscaped. All right. What's That's that about, right. Eric? Well, <laughs> as you guys know, ball is life, fellas. You gotta you know take that, care. Yeah. You gotta take care of what takes care of you. And you know, I guess for Your some of us, <laughs> that would be the waivos. Um, Manscaped is the best in men's below the belt grooming, and they have the right tools for the job. I myself do not own a lawnmower 3.0, but you should. Brendan, you don't? I don't. I. Uh, Are you kidding me? It's the greatest. You, your balls go from looking like Kirk to looking like me. <laughs> That's that the is, before and after picture. Right? Actually, I, the I bottom of gray hair <laughs> is the before, and the above photos, me and vote, are, are the after. Hey, the ra- the razor guard is incredible. Right? <laughs> you can't cut yourself. You can't nick yourself. It's, uh, it's got an LED light for those hard-to-reach, hard-to-see places, which for me, there's several of. Yeah. Um, and of course, the ball deodorant is a game changer. Never thought of that before. Turns out my balls do smell terrible. So <laughs> wow. No, after they, the deodorant, they, though, that's another ball game. <laughs> yeah. So the perfect patch, package 3.0 kit comes with the crop preserver, the crop reviver, comes with, uh, <laughs> which Adam's dogs are very, very hyped about. <laughs> Um, and uh, it also comes in a, a a leather baggie. Would you just say it? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I got one right here. Actually, you get a yeah. You get a t shirt. Real There's nice. There's a lot going on with this uh, this Manscaped product. And if you use the code DNVR20 at checkout, you will get twenty percent off plus free shipping. What more do you people want? That's a great deal. When Eric does the reads, they take like three times as long. <laughs> and we don't even bully him while he's doing it. So. Yeah, I feel uh, you're a little bullying me if I'm being a little honest. Bit <laughs> Wind's like cry me a river. You know, know. what? So. Well, he's a consummate pro, and I'm I I about the opposite of that. So <laughs> Kirk having to sit through this. <laughs> Kirk. <laughs> Whoa! What's that sound? What's that terrible noise? Am I? Is it time? Is it, it time? Is. I think it is time. It's time. America's Four. favorite segment. It's online with Dima. I, know. <laughs> oh, I hate that so much. Really bad. Uh, I feel like everything I've been involved with tonight has been a pretty monumental failure. So uh, <laughs> let's turn things around tonight. Let's figure out what's going on online, around the web, uh, about it's basketball and otherwise. Um, first and foremost, let's see here. I've got an old take uh, that is being, uh, let's see. Oh. Freezing cold take. Brandon, you'll appreciate this one. Great. This is from our main man, Skip Bayless. This came out. <laughs> oh. oh, is it deleted? <laughs> no, 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 no. It, uh, you need to copy the entire the entire uh, URL for it, in order for it to work. Um, six years ago today, this came out last week. Skip Bayless, Johnny Football will one day be bigger in Cleveland than his buddy LeBron ever was. Called <laughs> it. Nailed it. <laughs> the, the joke... Well, like is on the rest of us. Skip does have the last laugh. He has so much money for doing that. And um you know, I don't know what I'm doing trying to get in this industry. Can you imagine 
Yeah, so what is uh he's a Dallas guy, by the way. Did you know this? This is what Dallas produces. They produce these types of people. Do you guys claim (laughs) Skip Bayless? He's an Oklahoma guy. Is he Dallas guy? Dallas. Oh, Kirk is muted. Do we have Kirk? Kirk, did you mute yourself? What did you do, Kirk? What happened? What did you touch? (laughs) What did you touch, Kirk? What did you do? Look at him trying to figure it out. What could have changed in the last What could have possibly changed while he was sitting there? So in in the meantime, what do you feel like? What what is your personal, like your coldest take you think that you ever delivered that you believed at the time? Uh, That's a good question. I'm so right usually. There you go. (laughs) You're back, Kirk. Yeah, he's back. So, so yeah. Skip Bayless, that's your boy? He has a history in Dallas. He went to Troy Aikman fairly early in Troy's career, kind of made an entire career out of being a jerk to Troy, because he, he just keeps punching up. <laughs> he does seem like a guy that is, has that is failed upwards, though. I got to start punching up. Eric, what, what else is online? Well, let's see. All right. We see you, uh, Burley Joe. You're going to do the steps here in just a moment, brother. We see oh, you backstage. All right. All right. Uh, this guy set... A new world record with 31 straight NBA threes in one minute. And he may have the worst shooting yes. ones I've ever seen in my entire life. But 31 does straight that is the record? Um, Adam's like, I'm going to get back in the gym. In, yeah, one, in hold one up minute. A in under yeah, a in minute. One, yeah, in why one is minute. The, why is the shot form so poor? That's And, and the question is, is like, is does he have the right shot for? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the roof is in the pudding here. You know, <laughs> you know what? Until Steph Curry started doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, like I'll, Steph doesn't have that record. This guy one does. of the best shooters I've ever played with shot exactly like that. So I, there might be something to this like weird shot form being good. Just hold Tony Niehaus. He's a, he's a, he's a gambling guy. He can, he can he can shoot. Unbelievable. Yeah, man. Just uh, hang in there, Lonzo. Your time's coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you say funny you say this came out last week also um Lonzo Ball <laughs> posting uh Ugh. everybody's favorite off-season workout videos or actually in purgatory season workout videos um you know usually people announcing that they're in the best shape of the oh, world come on. Oh. <laughs> this following along <laughs> in line with the idea of the worst possible form you've ever seen in your life um, why did he post this? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Are you guys impressed by this? I'm not impressed by that weight set. It looks like the weight set like my grandpa used to have. Yeah, where is Lonzo Court? I'm impressed with the distance he's put between himself and Lavar over the years. <laughs> hey man, I did it for, for real though. Some real time. Where's he quarantined? Shouldn't that I be the set, man? That's a horrible old. You know these weights, Kirk. You're a fellow old. You've seen these weights. <laughs> you know old right. man. Well, Eric, you know what tomorrow is online with Eli needs to feature Bull Bull. <laughs> Has a new workout. Oh, video. Yeah. <laughs> a new workout video. My God, uh, I would say so, anything to see. So George you- Carl has been watching the Last Dance. Sorry, he's been watching Last Dance. He's been tweeting along the entire time because uh, you know he's been referenced in the Last Dance. So responding to what uh, was said on screen, he said, I told my team to avoid Michael during the 96 finals. We reasoned he would find a way to exploit communication as motivation. I ignored Michael at dinner to honor the directive. The last dance makes it seem like Michael used that to fuel him. That's, That's false. false. <laughs> so what, what's your it. reaction to that? Yeah. First of First all, all, I love that George Carl is tweeting his way through this. One yeah. or <laughs> That's my favorite. Part. One of us. Our guy. <laughs> But he's also right, though. I mean, like, yes, somebody I don't remember who else put this out, but it was like had he talked to Jordan, that would have also been used against him. So it was just a thing. I do like, though, that you could tell that they had a they actually had a team meeting like, hey, nobody talk to Michael. Don't even look at Michael. (laughs) And that still backfired. (laughs) I love that they were that scared. They were like, hey. We all got to do this together. <laughs> Two days ago, George tweeted, if I said something, he would have gotten mad at that, too. So stop blaming me. <laughs> yeah. So one last tweet here. One last tweet. So just in honor of our of our compadre, uh, Harrison Wind, who today tweeted, Ooh. there's there's one Nuggets player. <laughs> there's one Nuggets player that has started using the now open facilities in Pepsi Center. And it's our main man, Vlatko. Least surprising thing ever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure about these orange shoes with the uh, the Nuggets. Yeah, nuggets that workout here. looks also like he's sure like, about this can, I, can he tear his ACL? Like, is this the ACL tearing workout? Like, what is he going for there? <laughs> all right, guys. Blacko's going to anyway, be ripped, though. That's all I'm saying. He, we'll he's going to be so jacked coming out. He's had nothing to do. 
He's going to be so jacked. So anyway, that was Online with D-Law. Right. <laughs> Great stuff, Eric. All right, let's let's uh, let's keep the graphic train rolling because we got to bring in – we've got a homie hanging out backstage, right? We're ready to uh, – What's up? Early Joe, what's cracking, brother? Yes. What's going on? What's going on? Where are you joining yeah. us from tonight? Oh, uh, Fort Collins. Let's yeah! go! Yeah. My main man. Been here since here, you know? Nothing makes me happier than when we get to put like not only faces but moving images to usernames we see all right. the time. Burly Joe, our man. Yeah, making moves. Make it- <laughs> Indeed, man. Burley, is this an always it? is this an always beard or is this a quarantine beard for you? This, so I am I am like a very fluid person with my hair so i had my hair to my shoulders like a couple months ago i shaved the beard i grow it out i kind of just like i'm gonna say way bro now and then so um this is usually what it is though it's a strong beard and a strong jawline actually i don't know about the jawline but the beard effectively simulates one yeah and i would say i would say that the beard definitely qualifies you as being burly so that's yeah i also have yeah a lot of body hair too so i think good Good thing you stuck that in there this is alex like can we stop talking about body hair guys yeah (laughs) it's time to play the show that's sweeping the nation the award-winning show that has not won any awards it's the steps not yet not yet not yet joe are you familiar with the steps i am i will have to say that if i even get to five it'll be some type of like from dog millionaire like <laughs> experience from i'll write the, yeah, I'll write the, the, the I'll answer the answers I'll tweet the bar you the is two joe well, yeah, is also two. great okay. news kirk henderson is a denver nuggets expert he he knows all about denver okay. nuggets trivia so um that should be great <laughs> all right adam you uh take the reins from here my brother all right first things first Let's start I get up so the music. nervous during these times. Oh, what if Burly Joe embarrasses himself? He can't go online for a day or two. So, so, Kirk, if Burly Joe has a question, he can ask. You know, if he's not certain, he can. You can help him out. So, this is a, you guys are in this together. Um, who was number one? Who was the head coach of the 1996 Seattle SuperSonics team that lost to the Chicago Bulls in the '96 NBA Finals? Yeah, it's already a terrible start. No one, <laughs> Joe. Joe you ju- we just discussed him. You, you can just tell him. Uh, you can just tell him. Yeah, yeah. George, George Carl. Yeah. Yeah, but he wants to help him get there on his own. My like basketball knowledge like goes to like two years ago. So that's that's right. Right. Hey, that's do it. I can't wait. You're gonna end up going the farthest of anyone. Let's yeah, do dude. it. Number two. <laughs> white man can't jump. Michael Jordan played for two NBA teams: the Chicago Bulls and what other team? Think uh, Harry Potter. Think Harry Potter. That's your guess. <laughs> it's where I live, outside of uh, the District of Columbia. Um. Oh yes, the Washington Wizards. Yeah, that is correct. I was going to say the Hufflepuff Wizards. I'm yeah, it wasn't me. Was a good this one. one. This one might get kind of real. Number oh, three. Okay. What was the names of the two players who were selected before Michael Jordan? <laughs> In the 1984 NBA draft. None of these are Nuggets questions. Okay. <laughs> but so I, I can but help Kirk, you. Can, Kirk can help you with all of these can, questions. Can, do, do I help yeah. him or do I just answer? You, you can, can answer. Do, you, you can help him by answering. I answer. believe in you, Kirk. So the first answer, I want to see if Joe knows this. The first answer is nickname is The Dream. The Dream. Is that a Why are you helping? It is. My man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yes. Now, is was it Sam Perk? No. No. Oh, no. Oh, oh wow. No. Jesus. I mean, I know he went to Sorry, Portland. Sir. I just, like, I lost his name for a minute. Um, oh. Look at Portland, number two. Oh, no. I'm sorry. That was the year I was born. Come on. Oh, yeah, man. man I'm 24. He's I'm 27. I don't remember. I've, it's look. It's like my 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 brain is filled with useless facts, not useful ones. Yeah. <laughs> think, think no, they're, they're always referenced. They can't believe they picked so and so for Michael Jordan. Oh, Sam Bowie. Sorry, I knew it was in there. Nice. Oh, there we go. Are you gonna go with it? Question. Yeah, it's Sam Bowie. Sorry, I just that is correct. That is correct. I feel like Burley Joe has to officially say the answer. Yeah, I feel like so too. Actually, <laughs> number four. What country is Luka Doncic from? Ooh, okay. go to Kirk. Go to Kirk. Yeah, I know it's an Eastern <laughs> European country. Starts with an S and ends with Enya. Slo- Wait, no. <laughs> Slovenia. 
That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. Okay. Look Number five. This is for a sticker pack here, oh, Burley Joe. All right. What country is Chris Tapp's Porzingis from? Uh, oh, I think it's the L. The, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Lithuania. Close. Uh, oh, close. Kirk's in the save, but most most helpers wouldn't save. Mm. What? Yeah. Latvia. Ah, that is correct. Yeah. Well done. All right. Yes. <laughs> Joe is about to move the chess the chess piece, and Kirk just reaches. Yeah, out. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kirk, I couldn't do this without you. That's okay. Burley Joe, you, congratulations! You've just won a sticker pack. Means nothing though, because you can't have it. <laughs> yeah, no. You can either take the sticker pack, or you could risk it all, try to get five more right, and get a T-shirt. Goodness, I feel like I don't even deserve the sticker pack. I, I think you, you do, Burley <laughs> Joe. You deserve everything you get in this world. Yeah, bro. If you want your sticker pack? You take your sticker. Brave pack. of you to come up here. Uh, I went on the show as so if I get to five, I'm going to take the sticker pack because I have answered at least some questions correctly. But I really didn't even answer them. So I feel like I just got to keep going with it. I love it. That's great logic. I honestly, you know what? You're right. You're no right. handouts for Burley. Change your name to no. Double Down Joe. No stimulus stickers. Yeah, you got to earn this. Yeah. All right. Number six. How many total players were selected in the 2019 NBA draft? Trick question. That's what I'm going to tell you. Trick question. Definitely yeah. not a trick question. How many total players were selected in the draft? There's yes, the same number players? every year. Correct. Um. Yeah. Uh, Kirk, you got to help me out. Kirk. Yeah, I mean, like you're not – the question is how many total players were selected yeah. in the draft. Yeah. This is all the NBA teams. How many, how many players get picked in the draft? This is a draft pick because otherwise okay, it's 60. So- Two, yeah. So it's two rounds. There's 30 teams each. So I'll go yeah. 60. That is correct. Uh, <laughs> like, question. It was just a question. Kirk, this is Adam's favorite thing to do is to, to present an easy fake question. Trick that, questions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. trick questions. I, I think you're getting beat here, guys. Do you have a light on this from DraftKings? Uh, yeah, like 20 to 1 to think this. All right. Okay. Current Nuggets player was taken highest in the draft. Highest in the draft. Which current Nuggets player? I would either, I would, so Kirk, I'm, I'm feeling between either. It's probably Jamal or maybe Millsap. I don't Not Millsap. Millsap was the second Millsap. rounder somehow. Okay. Somehow. See, this is again predates a lot of my knowledge. Porter's at fifth. Porter was in fourteen, I think. Jamal Murray, Jamal I believe, was like eleven, maybe okay. ten. I thought he was like seven. Who else is good on the team? My brain isn't working. Monte Morris yeah. is second round. No, it's not Monte. Gary, it's not Jokic. Nope. Well, God. okay, so it's maybe it's Barton who got traded. He wasn't collected by the Nuggets. So I don't, know I don't remember Barton. By. Blazers. What do you think? I think it's Murray to me, but that's just me. I feel like it's a trick question. Oh, I no. Wait, wait, I'm remember what we just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to step in here. I cannot stress enough. It's not a trick question. It's <laughs> <laughs> a question. All right. Okay, let's do it. Let's go with them all. Let's go with Murray. Curly Joe. Oh. That is correct. Yeah! <laughs> seven, seventh overall pick. I said seven. Okay. You did seven. Man, that was you know, really good. Number eight. We're almost there. You know what the Great problem value. is that everyone's still thinking about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. What is the name of the shade of yellow in Denver's color color palette? Ooh. Hmm. Oh, that's brutal. My brain, my brain <laughs> went like Walmart yellow, but that that's oh, not right. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh, yellow. Yeah. What is, are we designers? This is garbage. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we literally are. Uh, I'll give a hint. I'll give a hint. I won't give an answer, but all of them are named after natural elements. Natural. Ooh. Elements. Yeah. Um, yellow or urine yellow? I don't really know. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, I. It's a natural element. I don't know. Just nuggets gold. 
Jesus, get the hell out of here! <laughs> the sun, sunshine, yellow, yeah, yellow. You guys don't remember these? There's fire. Okay, well, you said element. The sun is not an element. That's said, terrible. Well, it's hint. a natural. It's that's an a element. Point. That's like, a good point. Kurt. That's not true. Sunshine. That's a, it's, it's an element of nature. It's a you know, it's a natural thing. My yeah, brain went to the elements. Yeah. Element. <laughs> element does not. This, you're, you're element does I'm gonna send Joe a T-shirt. This is crap. Element does not mean like. Uh, chemistry all the time. Uh, another good run. A good run for Joe. A good run for Iron red, sunshine yellow, skyline blue, midnight blue. Come on, people. Weird Come on, flex people. Now. Come on, people. <laughs> <laughs> that was good stuff, Kirk. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for uh, telling the Nuggets fans what they not- wanted to hear, needed to hear I mean, in the yeah. times that we're in. For the rest of you, we'll be back tomorrow at 8 p.m. With another episode, Mike Singer of the Denver Post. Is that correct? Alex? That is correct. You go from a me to a real person. That's, That's right. Quite an upgrade. Quite we the juxtaposition. We can't wait. We absolutely can't wait. Thanks so much for hanging, Kirk. Thanks so much for watching the rest of you. We will talk to you tomorrow. Until then, peace. Bye, guys. Last thing before we get out of here, everybody, Green Mountain Dental Group. They're in Lakewood. They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area, and they're extreme Colorado sports fans just like all of us. Right now, you can schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, and you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. And tweet at us when you go there. Let us know that you're going there. Um, Really cool place. Diehard Denver sports fans. You're going to feel at home at Green Mountain Dental.